Hi, my name is Andrew Nippert, and I'm the youth and children's pastor at Third Baptist Church in Marion, Illinois. Our youth group, Thrive, meets weekly on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. Sunday nights is a high-energy gathering where we play games, sing songs, and study the Bible. Wednesday nights are our going deeper night where we spend the bulk of our time in small groups, building relationships with one another as we all attempt to understand God and genuinely follow Him together. What you're about to hear is a recording from our Sunday night gathering. You'll notice it is highly interactive. We'd love to have you join us in person every Sunday night. But in case you can't, we hope you enjoy this recording and that it helps you grow closer to God. If you have any questions about what you hear or would like more information about our church or youth group, feel free to contact us at tbmyouth at gmail.com. We hope you enjoy the podcast and that it helps you take the next step in your faith journey. You should have your Bibles by now. Um, we are going to be in James chapter 4 primarily, um, but I need... I need a couple volunteers to help me out here. I need one, two, three, four. I need four volunteers. Maddie, go to 1 John chapter 2. Uh, Caleb, Galatians chapter 5. And Gage, go to Hebrews 11. Okay, why? Galatians chapter 5 as well. So we'll get, we'll get to those verses in, in just a minute, and I'll let you know when I get there. Um, so, let's pray, and then we'll dive in. All right, let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much that we can come together tonight to spend some time in your word, spend some time drawing closer to you, learning about you, um, and letting you take over our lives, God. Just ask that this time would be beneficial to each and every one of us. Open our hearts, open our minds to hear clearly from you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, James, chapter 4. Are we all there now? What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. All right, I'm going to stop there. Now, let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever had someone in your life that was a really, really good friend, and you just had really good experiences, you had really good times with them, really good memories, then 
slowly, over time, you guys started to drift apart a little bit. And you're not even sure exactly what happened. Maybe you are sure what happened. Maybe there was an event that happened that kind of broke your friendship. Maybe one of you moved, and so then distance became an issue, and they were just really far away, uh, and you slowly lost touch over time. And today, maybe they're still your friend on social media. You know, you still check them out on the gram or the snap or uh, the book, you know, and you're, you're watching them from a distance. But you, you don't have the same kind of relationship with you that you had with them before. Anyone have a friend like that? And, and you kind of you miss that person. You wish you could get back to the way it was with them. You wish you could be in that, that strong, healthy, just really fun relationship. I know I have some relationships like that in my life, um, and I'm, I'm betting some of you have had that relationship. Uh, some of you are going to have that relationship. Uh, the, the most common time that this happens is when you go off to college and, and you leave town, or your friends leave town to go to college, and maybe you stick around town or something like that. Um, this, this happens. It's a part of life. We lose relationships. How about this? How many of you have ever had someone, uh, and this is probably less of you, or, or maybe not, I don't, I don't know, I'm, I'll be interested to find out. How many of you have ever had someone in your life you wished you were their friend? Like, you, you look at them and it's like, man, I wish I was that guy's friend. I wish I was that girl's friend. Like, I wish they would just let me into their circle. I wish that, that we had that relationship. I wish we just could have good times together because they just seem so cool. They just seem so fun. They just seem like, like I want to be a part of that. Like, I, I want to be friends with that person. And who's had a relationship like that, like that you wish you had, um, but it, it just never, never happened? Yeah. Okay, okay. Have fun there. I know I've, I've had that um, before uh, as well. Uh, there's even some people now that I just kind of wish, why, why can't I be their friend? Uh, they'd, be, they'd be a good friend uh, to have. Um, why, how do we make relationships happen? How do we go about developing, building, and strengthening? Yes. Sometimes it starts with hatred. Okay. Communication. Communication. Really good answer. Okay. How else? Spending time. Okay. Okay, so there's an initial introduction of, of some kind. Yeah, yeah, okay, good, good. These are good thoughts. Keep, keep thinking about these. Um, let me ask you another question now. So the Wednesday, Wednesday, if you were here on Wednesday, we did uh, a little spiritual self-evaluation, right? How many of you were here on Wednesday and remember, remember doing that? How many of you remember being here on Wednesday, right? Like, I know a lot has happened since then. Um, how many of you have ever been to the doctors before? Like for, for a physical or for a checkup or something like that, right? Yeah, okay, pretty much everyone in the room, yeah. And the doctor stands there with his clipboard, right, or, or the nurse does, and, and, and they like check off different things. They test your eyes, they test your reflexes, and, and does this still happen? Do you, they draw a little bit of blood, they do, do different things like that. Um, check, the, check the ears, you know, and all, 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 that, all that good stuff. No, they, they, don't, they don't do that anymore? Well, they've got all these different, different ways to, to check you up. Tonight, we're going to do a little spiritual health checkup. Or more, more specifically, I'm going to ask you guys to think about that a little bit for yourselves. 
Because here's, here's a question, and I don't want you to answer this. I don't want you to raise your hand. I want you to think about it in, in your own head, okay? Did you, get, did you hear that? I don't want you to answer. I want, I want you to think, think about it in your own head for, for your own um, self. Are you happy with the way you are living your life right now? Don't raise your hand. Don't answer out loud. Just, just think for a second. Are you happy with the way you are living your life right now? Notice, I did not ask, are you happy with your life? Okay? Because there's a whole lot that happens in our lives that is outside of our control, right? There's a whole lot that happens that, that we, we don't have any control, especially at your age. Um, you, you have to go to school, right? You have to do what your parents say. You, you have all these different things that are authorities in your life that are, are basically controlling you. Um, so there's a lot of outside of your control in life. But the stuff you do have control over, the, the areas where you get to make decisions, where you get to make actions, where you get to do things, are you happy with the way you are living your life? And think about why or why not you are happy with the way you're living your life. And then secondly, let me ask this. Are you happy with your current relationship status with Are you happy with your current relationship status with God? If you had to define your relationship status with God right now, what would it look like? Would you say that you have a really strong relationship with God? Would you say that you have, eh, it's a relationship, it's there, but like I don't really know if it's strong, I wouldn't really say it's weak either, it's just, it's just kind of there. And, and maybe you're sitting here going, man, I have an awful relationship with God right now. Like I know there's stuff that probably needs to change. I know there's stuff that is a problem in my relationship with God. And, and maybe you're sitting there tonight and you're going, man, I don't even have a relationship with God. It's just not even there at all. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even sure God exists. I'm not even sure it's like a real thing. Um, I, I just, I don't have a relationship with God. Where are you at? Think for yourself. How do you feel about your current relationship status with God? Now, hopefully, for those of you who were here on Wednesday night, um, that kind of prepped that thought for you a little bit. Going over that, that, uh, that questionnaire, taking some time to think about um, what was I proud of in 2018? What, what do I wish I could have done differently in 2018? What do I want to do better in 2019? Um, and then that checklist down at the end, you know, circle the, the three things that you struggle the most with. How many of you like couldn't decide which three to circle, but had like lots of things that that you struggle with? Yeah, like like if we're gonna be honest, we look at our lives and we know there's probably some areas we need to work on. We know there's probably some issues that need to change in our lives. How do we do that? How do we change? How do we better our relationships with God? How do we become healthy and stronger and better with, with our place in life and the way we're living our life and the way we are relating to God? Well, that's the question we're going to answer tonight and next week. Okay, We're going to do a quick two-part 
uh, mini-series here uh, this week and next week. Uh, and then Martin Luther King, we're going to do, do something different with, with Skate Night. And then after that, we're going to get back into our, our Sermon on the Mount. And we're, we're going finish, to finish out our Sermon on the Mount uh, as we go through the, the school year a little bit here. Um, but right here at the beginning of the year, I want to take a, take a pause real quick, hit the pause button, and, and take a moment to go, how am I doing and how can I do better? How am I doing? How can I do better? And it starts here in James chapter 4. Um, let, me, let me define something for you here. Uh, uh, well, okay, well, we'll talk about this first, and then, then, then we'll give you a definition. I want to point out uh, a promise to you guys in this verse um, that probably some of you missed uh, as, as I was reading through. James chapter 4. Look, at, look with me in James chapter 4 um, and uh, zero in on verse because there's, there's something really cool here that I, I want you to see. This is a promise verse. I love finding promise verses in the Bible. Chapter 4, verse 8 says, Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. What's the promise in that verse? Who caught it? Maddie. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty straightforward, right? That is a promise. Do you, you want to know what God has promised you? God has not promised that uh, you're going to be a millionaire. God has not promised you're going to have an easy life. God has not promised that you're going to like your parents all the time. God has not promised that you're going to love your spouse all the time if you ever get married. But you know what God has promised you? He says, if you draw near towards me, I will draw near towards you. That's a promise. What, what does that look like? Um, uh, Josiah, help me out here for a minute. Come on, come on up here, and go, go stand, go stand over there by those those lights. Okay, just just over there. I'm I'm gonna stand over here. And and for the sake of illustration, we're gonna say Joe is God. Okay, Joe, Joe is God over there. Okay, and and here I am. I'm Andrew. Okay. I see God way over there, and I go, man. There is so much between me and God. I just wish I could be closer to God. And then I run across this verse. What is this verse telling me? It says, if I take one step towards Joe, towards God, he's going to match it. He, he's going to take that step. And, and, and if I, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little closer. I, I can see him. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm going to take another step. And, and, and he's going to come, and, 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 then, and then another step. And, and we keep getting closer to one another because as I draw near to God, he is drawing near to me. Does it say that if, if, if I'm way over here and he, he's way over there, that every time I take a step toward him, he's going to move the line and, and keep moving back? Is that what it says? No. It says, it says for every step I'm going, he's, he's moving towards me too. We're, we're drawing near to one another. 
Thank you, Joe. You, you, you've been awesome. But there's, there's one more thing. But for the, this, this we gotta, we gotta switch it up a little bit. Okay, for, for now, for a second, I'm gonna be God. Okay, and, and, and you, you, you be because it's not, it's not that for each step we take, we match each other. Okay, this is, this is more what it's like. Okay, Joe, take your first step towards God. Okay, God does almost all the moving. Okay, thank you, Joe. Let's give a hand for Joe. He's, he's, done a, he's done a fantastic job. Okay, what did God do in the Bible? Think about it. Every single time that you see God do anything in the Bible, he'll put a decision in front of somebody. He'll put a decision in, some, in front of somebody, and th as soon as they make the decision to move towards God, what does God do? He does everything else. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to wait for you just to do this, this, this one little thing, and then he's going to do everything else. Daniel, in the lion's den, all he does is pray. All he does is refuse to bow down. What does God do? Yeah, yeah. He saves him. He restores him. He elevates him. He, he, he does everything. What, what about, um, uh, uh, let's see, Moses. Think about Moses. Moses is, is like, can't even talk straight in front of people. And God's like, I'm, I'm going to send you back to Egypt, and you're going you're gonna to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And he's like, well, I don't think I can do that. And he's like, don't worry. I'm going to do all the work. I just, I just want you to trust me, and I want you to go speak for me. He's like, oh, okay, okay, so, so I'll go. So he goes down. What does Moses do? Literally all he does is stand in front of Pharaoh and say, let my people go. What does God do? Everything else. <laughs> he does all the plagues. He does all this crazy stuff, brings them out of Egypt. And then um, what does Moses do? All Moses has to do is lift his staff and God parts the sea. And then here we are, broken humanity down here on earth. We just did this, Romans 5.8. God demonstrates his love to us while we were still sinners. Christ died for us, right? Jesus comes all the way to us, dies on the cross, buried, rose again, and stands there. And he says, all you need to do is faith. I've done everything else. Done everything else. And it all comes back to this verse where he says, if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And that's not, you know, bit for bit, bit for bit. It's you, you turn to God, and he's coming for you. And that's both scary and exciting in a very real way. But let's, let's, let's try to, um, oh, man, okay, let's, <laughs> let's do this. Spiritual health, because we're, we're doing a checkup here. We're, we're, we're evaluating ourselves a little bit. Let's, let's, let's define it this way. Spiritual health happens when a person is in a good relationship with their creator. Okay, God created you. This is the story of the God creates man, and it is good. We mess it up, okay, but he's got the blueprint for how it should be. And the closer we can get ourselves aligned into his will and his way, the better it will be for us. Spiritual health is when we are in a good relationship with the creator. You may be here tonight. You may not feel like you're in a great relationship with your creator. So how do you do that? How do you get there? Um, uh, wait a bit. Two steps to develop a healthy spiritual life. Two steps to develop the healthy spiritual life. Because I'm a practical guy. Okay? 
How many of you want just give me the how? Okay, like you're agreeing with me. Like you all want a healthy relationship with God, but how? How do you actually get there? How do you actually do it? Um, well, it's very simple. Two steps. Two-step plan. First step, draw near to God. We just read it. We just talked about it. We're going to talk about it just a little bit more. Step two, we'll talk about next week. Okay? Step two is next week. This week, draw near to God. What does that mean? How do we actually draw near to God? Well, first of all, we turn away from sin. So we're going this way. God's over there. We're going this way. We're headed for sin. That's all we care about. We want to do what we want to do, when we want to do it, how we want to do it, with whoever we want to do it with, and, and do it this way. And we want to do it now. And God's over there. To turn to God, the first thing we need to do is turn away from the sin. Did you catch that at the end of verse 8? He says, draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And then he continues, he says, cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Verse 7 um, says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. Uh, verse 4, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Enmity means you're like an enemy, okay? Friendship with the world means you're an enemy of God. What's he saying? What's he saying here? Well, it's very simple. There is sin that comes at you from the outside. One of you during prayer request time talked about temptation. You guys understand there are temptations that come from the outside that aren't your fault. There's nothing wrong with you. They're just coming at you from the outside. That's what he's talking about here. They come from the world. That's what those verses said there. Now, Maddie, 1 John chapter 2. Um, are you there? We're going to be in verse 15. Read verse 15 through 17 out loud. That verse is really simple, right? You've got the world and you've got God. The two are opposed to each other. And if you're all about the world stuff, you are not going to be following God with your life. Very simple. If you want to draw near to God, you've got to put the world behind you. You've got to put the sin that comes at you from the outside behind you. But not only is there sin from the outside, there's sin from the inside. Who's got Galatians 5 for me? Okay, 517, Caleb. And then someone else also had. Yeah, okay, we'll get back to you in a second. 517, Caleb, nice and loud. So not only is there stuff that comes at us from the outside, there's stuff that comes at us from the inside. That verse says it's the flesh, your flesh, versus God's spirit, and they're at war inside of you. Do you ever have that moment where there's something there and you're like, man, I want that. I want to do that thing. But then you feel something else inside you that's like, um, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that. That's not good. That's not right. And this side's over here is like, but I wanna, and everyone else is doing it. And this one's over here is like, no, but that's not God's way. That's not God's will. And you're, you, you feel like you're in this tug of war. You know, this is where the little image of the, like, the little angels on each, on each shoulder come from. Like, that's what this verse is talking about. There is actually something inside of you, they call it the flesh, that's at war with God. So if you're going to draw near to God, the first thing you got to do is say, I'm going to turn away from the sin that comes at me from the world. I'm going to turn away from the sin that's inside of me. I'm going to say no to that little demon. I'm going to say no to that thing. And I'm going to turn instead to God. God, not, not, not the donor. Um, and we turn towards God. And what does that look like? It starts with salvation. Um, who's got Hebrews 11 for me? Hebrews 11, 6. Gage, nice and loud. We're almost done, guys. 
Whoever wants to draw near to God. What are we talking about doing? Drawing near to God, right? Like, whoever wants to draw near to God must believe two things. What's the two things? He must believe he exists. And what's the other one? He rewards those who seek him. He rewards his followers. If you don't believe that about God, like, I don't know how you're a follower of Jesus. <laughs> you don't believe he exists and you don't think he cares about you. You don't think he's going to take care of you? He's going to reward you? That's where it starts. It starts with that moment where you say, yes, I believe he exists, and I believe he will reward me if I follow him. Hey, I'm in it for the rewards, guys. I really am. I'm in it for heaven. Okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in it because it makes me good. It makes me righteous. It makes me holy. He, he rewards me. There's nothing wrong with that. There are perks. There are perks to being a follower of God. One day, one day, maybe. I hope there are donuts in heaven because then I'll be able to eat them and not get fat. It'll be, it'll be amazing. It's so good. Um, all right, so it starts with salvation. We're almost done. Hang with me. We got one more real quick. And it continues in sanctification. Millions are asking, what's sanctification? Okay, all right. Sanctification is just a big funky word for getting better. Getting more godly, getting more like God as you grow in life. So it starts with salvation, turning towards God starts with salvation, and it continues as we try to become more like God. Um, who's got Galatians, what? Galatians 5, 16, nice and loud. Okay, so remember we talked about that battle, right? The battle between the spirit and the flesh. This verse is telling us, choose the spirit, walk by the spirit, and you won't give in to the flesh. So how do we learn to walk with the spirit? How do, we, how do we become in tune with the spirit instead of in the flesh? I heard it put this way one time, and I really like it. you got to starve the flesh, and you got to feed the spirit. Because if, if, you know, if the flesh is this weak, you know, little hungry thing that's got no power and no ability, and the spirit's over here, he's like this big, you know, muscular, bulked-out guy, and he's like, you got nothing on me, man. You know, like, you got to feed the spirit starve the flesh. Don't get that reversed. And this is what most of us do. Because how do you feed the Spirit? What do you think? Read the Bible, okay? And pray. Read the Bible and pray. Nailed it, Carter. Beautiful. How about your five fundamentals that we talk about? Okay? You got to feed the Spirit. You're reading the Bible. You're drawing close to God. You're reading the Spirit. You're, you're feeding the Spirit. How do you feed the flesh? Okay, you give in to it a lot. You do what you desire. Okay, so if, if we feed the this, this Spirit by intaking the Bible and, and speaking to God, communicating with Him, how, do, how would we feed the flesh? You, in, you intake worldly things. Yeah. Music, the kind of music we listen to. TV, the kind of TV we watch, movies, all these different things. What you're putting in through your eyes and your ears works for the Spirit. Works for the flesh. Most of us get it in reverse. Most of us live seven days a week in the world. And we do what everybody else does. Same things everyone else reads. We listen to the same thing. We watch the same things everyone else does. We spend our time the same way everyone else does. And then we think if we show up to church on Sunday for an hour or two, we're good. In that equation, who's bulked up and who's the weakling? Yeah. The flesh is bulked up. You spent seven days feeding the flesh, and you spent two hours feeding the spirit. 
You got, you got to flip that sucker. You got to turn it around. Continues in sanctification. Because at the end of the day, you need to ask yourself, do you want, do you want a healthy spiritual life? How do you get it? Well, you do it by drawing near to God. Are you ready to draw near to God? And how do you draw near to God? You turn away from sin, both the sin that comes from the outside and the sin that comes from the inside, and you instead turn towards God. How do you do that? starts with salvation. When you say, I, ch I choose you, God. I'm, I'm trusting you. I'm giving up. I'm, I'm, I'm submitting to you as my king, as my God. And then it continues in sanctification. And you start to feed, feed that spirit and kill that flesh. And you do it. Read your Bible, pray every day. You know, grow, grow, grow. It's that simple, guys. You want a spiritual health? You want to develop spiritual health? Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Let me pray, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the other step next week. Dear God, thank you so much for your word and the truth that it brings to our lives. God, help us to truly become your followers who, who love you, who are, are healthy in our relationships with you, who are drawing near to you every single day. Give us the wisdom to understand all these things and the courage to do them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. I'm sorry I held you an extra couple minutes here. Uh, we'll see you on Wednesday. Well, that concludes our message for this week. Just a reminder, except for during some holidays and special events, our youth group Thrive gathers every week on Sunday nights from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. and on Wednesday nights from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Unless otherwise specified, our gatherings and events are for middle school and high school students in grades 6 through 12. We would always love to have you join us as we get together to learn what it truly means to thrive in this life by living the life that's found in Christ.